Holy this is Scott Charles Marvin, also known as Bert Scott, and you're listening to We're Alive Fancast, the show oh. that even my proctologist won't listen to. <laughs> <laughs> and he listens to everything? He's an asshole. <laughs> He's a very self-involved person, if you see what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Live fan cast. And now, your host, Mr. Redbeard and Mick. What is up? You ready to talk to the freaking man? The man. I'm telling you. There. Hello, I hello. Is this thing working now? Sorry, fellas. <laughs> it's been a while since I worked with this technology, you know. <laughs> That's so cool, man. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Freaking Bert. Oh, this has been a long time coming. Well, nobody's fucking Bert. Bert's here by himself, you know. I'm wearing my underwear. Well, wait, it's laundry day, so I'm not wearing any. Wait, okay, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> what the hell's going on here, Margaret, for God's sakes? <laughs> I wouldn't be able to make it very long like that. That'd just be too awesome. I'm actually going to switch well, to that here. I was born this way, and it was that long when it came out. <laughs> they thought it was, you know, part of the, you know, the umbilical cord. They kept trying to cut it off, but it was just too hard, you know. <laughs> Wait, this isn't a G-rated program, is it? <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, it's not, not G-rated. Uh, we do try to keep it a little bit family-friendly. Like, basically, the idea is if a parent's riding in the car, they could listen to our show, and it wouldn't make a big difference. But if they said G, I can't believe he said that, then they would be rated G. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds that's, like it. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, I'm I'm Mick, and this is... My buddy Redbeard is with me. Hello. And the we last you made these. <laughs> well, I see the red beard has a red beard and and well Mick, you know, you look like you're a younger version of Mick Jagger. Yes, I've got those moves I can't like see the picture. Ginger. No, it's a it's kind of a night vision y picture from one of our campouts. We're trying to put together a survival show of a couple of dumb guys doing dares. Nice. Is that like naked and scared, but <laughs> yeah, except with clothes and no women. Oh, yes. Clothes that is... and constipation is what you mean, right? <laughs> yes. Backed up on everything. Even your hard drive, you know what I'm saying? Right. And also I think they're a lot they're like experts. We're we just like the camp. Nice. Well I've got a campy sense of humor, so I guess we're gonna get along just fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's we're already off to a good start. Yes, absolutely. All right, well, and that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people think uh, we start out live, so just so you know, we're not live currently, uh, but we may may release any of this. We're already recording and all that, so we may release any of. I use my best material right up front. Come on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. 
Well, at least I'm not the only person that's really f***ing this technology. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just so you know, I don't have until dawn. It's not interview with a vampire. Maybe, you know, if you guys were camping, it'd be interview with a campfire, but, you know. Right. (laughs) Whoa. That's some quick work. Uh, For God's sakes, I got to go feed goat here pretty soon. (laughs) You mean dog. You mean dog. Dog, goat, come dog eat dog and goat Crap world all over the hay i know all over the place i'm telling you i see ah one of those 7-eleven spicy dogs you know mm. there we go it wasn't that good the guy couldn't even speak english it was crazy i'm trying to tell him don't give me the freaking dog give me the hot dog <laughs> vietnamese guy he was trying to give me his dog couldn't stuff it in the bun it got real ugly little <laughs> All right, here we go. Testing. That was me just testing my testicles to see how hollow they are these days. All right. <laughs> so as far as introductions go, Mick and I both served in the military. And, and I saw I saw you did as well. Yeah, and he didn't just serve, man. He freaking full twenty years. Yeah, twenty years and all over the place. Twenty years and all over the. Now some of that was reserved, but I bounced in and out of uh, out of the certain. What the hell? I got the Humvee pulling up now, or what? Uh, it sounds like. Was that <laughs> is Riley driving back there? That's oh, Riley. What a what a what a trooper. Yes. <laughs> just in case she's listening, hey, get the hell out of here. Yeah, don't come back. <laughs> that was scratchy that'd be a different story but oh yeah yeah no the cast that on that program they assembled some of the greatest people ever that's just a uh, very generous folks it's great we've fun we've got to talk to a, a few of them now and it seems like everybody across the board is just really cool and probably great to work with i annoy that a lot of them actually do you i i don't get that at all well, you know, you get me in a studio. Come on, seriously. <laughs> Maybe they're scared you're listening, but uh, they're all big fans of yours. No, no, well, it's, you know. <laughs> you know what? One thing, though, Casey, he's a, he's a character. Focus, Mark, focus, come on. You know. <laughs> what about Casey? <laughs> That's what I mean. You know, It's like you say, Marv, come on, focus. We oh, only really? got this much time to record. Come on, man. <laughs> we don't have till dawn. That's where you got the we don't have till dawn line. Right, you know, from <laughs> dusk till dawn, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> do, do you I got black... <laughs> <laughs> you saw the movie, right? I think so. <laughs> from Sounds... dusk till dawn. Oh, yeah, wow. Rodriguez, That's been a long Clinton. time. That's when they first walk into that brothel. They walk into from dusk till dawn. That was the bar. That was the whole point of the movie. Yeah, they had a little big vampire thing, and but they had Cheech Marin out there playing a second role in the movie, and he was out there catcalling, you know, trying to draw people in. And so, I'm not usually that obscene. I don't go for. I go for full blown mountain lions. You know, little cats just don't work. I need the big cat. You know, right. Well, hell, this stage in life, it's probably cougars, I guess they're calling them these days. <laughs> do, do you improv a lot on the show? 
Apparently, I do. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's improv, not improve, right? That's the big thing. Right, no e there. <laughs> Again, focus, Marv. Focus. You know, <laughs> I can't help it. It's just part of me. You know. I guess we should have gotten some tips from Casey to get you focused. <laughs> well, there, you, know, you bend over long enough, and if he gets hungry, he'll give you your tip. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gives the whole thing a buns of steel a whole different meaning, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Like titanium hell steel. <laughs> Unless you mean S T A L. Stole. Buns of steel. I've stolen your buns. <laughs> Oh man! I was completely unprepared for this red beard. Uh, yeah, I, me too. I thought I was. I thought I was coming to this prepared, but <laughs> I had no idea. The interview's <laughs> just gonna run itself, fellas. So you might as well let that roll, baby. Roll. I think so. Unexpurgated, <laughs> whatever I am. <laughs> you looking forward to to July coming up? No. No. <laughs> the get together. Well, that, that'll be fun, but uh, to be honest, I think that uh, we've seen this coming. We don't know who's living and dying and whatnot, so we really don't know who. I know that the cast will show up at the show because we're going to do the grips and grins. We're going to do the, the, you know, the questions and answers thing, but we have no idea. Other than those that have passed so far, we don't know what the last bit of the show is going to be like at all. I have no clue. Nothing. Oh wow! So, do you know whenever when y'all are going to record Forty Eight? Uh, the word has come out about a date, but they don't like us to really talk about that, just in case uh, there's a flash mob or something at the at the recording studio. Oh, but, okay. uh, yeah, but but I've I've heard that there's a date, but I've yet to be contacted. So you know, it's more of the you know the bat signal goes up and it's got this giant beard. You know, it looks like <laughs> the moon has grown mold on the cheese. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how they get older, Bert, you know. <laughs> well, Todd is dead on the forums. Uh, he mentioned the beard fight, the beard trifecta at the finale. He can see this coming. Uh, he's talking about himself, Redbeard, as you can see his picture there, and then uh, you, I guess you. Well, Redbeard's got a little bit on me. I started to throw <laughs> my Bert beard back here about, oh, six weeks ago, so I've got another couple of months to catch up, but... <laughs> or mustard, you know, depending on your condiments. And speaking of condiments, you either get large condiments or small condiments, but, you know, as long as they fit on top of the hot dog, it's okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, if I started squirting yellow mustard, I'd be a little bit concerned, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Consistency's a little bit off. That can be a problem. It could be, yeah. The brown mustard's even worse, though, you know. <laughs> Good God, it's going out the wrong pipe. What the going on here <laughs> so how did how did you get hooked up with we're alive we've heard about other people doing casting calls and things like that i'm wondering if you're the same or different story oh yeah it was just me walking down beach boulevard here in la you know <laughs> wearing a mini skirt singing don't let her dingle dangle dangle in the dirt and next thing you know casey pulls over and says how much <laughs> <laughs> What did you say? What was your reply? I don't know. I, uh, I said, well, it depends. You know, I've got water markers on it. So, you know. <laughs> I come from the Midwest. We had to drill our own wells, you know, and I had to check the depth and, you know. Oh, 
my gosh. <laughs> now, was it you that got hooked up with We're Alive through, or with, uh, along with, um, Claire Doden, or am I getting that wrong? No, that was... Oh, oh yeah, Jim, Jim gave her the ride to the... Well, I don't that's know what they did on the way there, but I'm telling you, they showed up together, yeah. That, that's oh, okay. right, that's right. <laughs> Pardon, Blair, I'm sorry, honey, I, I swear. <laughs> it was just there, I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I don't mean that Blair. I'm going to have to stop setting them up. Man. So, so I can tell you spent your two years in the infantry. Hey, you know what, brother? You have no idea. I freaked them out. <laughs> Did you? Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> oh no, I was goodness. a, I was an art. No, my background is art, and then I got into theater, and then I got into the broadcasting thing, and and lived at Animal House for a couple of years. And I said, "Well, I got to get out of here." So I, I joined the service for the college fund, and ended up in the infantry because it was the shortest time for the most money. For college, sorry, I'm not that much of a patriot. I love America, but, you know, I went in for that little hoop-de-doo. So here I am with my personality in the infantry right. in Louisiana. Get the banjos out, Jim. Come on, Gleason. Building <laughs> 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 banjos, you know that, right? Oh, yeah. Deliver- deliverance, right, okay. Where were we at? You were at, were you at uh, Fort Polk? I was at Fort Polk. Good name yes. for this conversation, I guess. Fort Polk. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> James James K. Polk. Yeah, a little spot of <laughs> on Earth. Uh... <laughs> Lovely, right? <laughs> yeah. Mosquitoes, you could probably lasso them and put them on Games of Thrones or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's about the last place I want to be in a survival situation is in a swamp. I think the last place you wanted to be was with me. With the... <laughs> Some of those guys were dumb as rocks, and then they had pretty brilliant guys, you know, and I was sort of somewhere in between. I was no dummy, but just a kid, you know, 23 years old. and Yeah, general and population. Up... Yeah, but see, I was the only guy with a four-track recorder, a keyboard, a bag full of wigs, a bunch of art supplies and stuff in his wall lockers. So when it came time for inspections, they're like, what the hell are you doing, Mark? I go, you know, man, I'm just an artist, man, you know. <laughs> you know it really, it's clove, I promise. <laughs> Believe it or not, most people's answers for the character, at least, uh, they would want to most likely survive with has been burnt. Well, you know, I can joke it, but I can smoke it. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I did my right. 20 years. I did infantry for two, and I was a journalist for four, and I was a broadcaster for 14. And I got all over the world. And uh, they, to answer your original question, that's how I ended up on the show. It was because of the Army. Cool. How, how so? You never heard that story? I no? don't think I have, no. Well, I was uh, at, at one of the points of my career, I became the full-time guy at a reserve unit one of four reserve units that they have in the United States, in the United States Army Reserve, for broadcasting. And I was the full-time ops guy here in L.A. And I assisted recruiters bringing broadcasters and technicians and, and all sorts of folks in for the, for the unit. So I worked there eight years. I brought the unit up to, oh, what was it, 200% assigned strength, and everybody was qualified. One of those little troops, that little stubbly-haired kid that we all called Wayland. 
Get the hell in here. Fix the <laughs> One of the kids that came in the door, top of his class at uh, the training school, and he came back, and then shortly after we went to Iraq together, and uh, he set up the, uh, the the equipment for the American Forces Network in Iraq, and I became uh, uh, pretty much a guy that they locked in a room with a microphone and sort of did the kind of stuff I'm doing with you guys tonight and uh, <laughs> for about a year. Then we came back, and um, we went our separate ways. I, I, I left the service for... For grad school, and uh, Casey went back to college at uh, Chapman University, got his writing and directing degree, and he calls me out of the blue and says, hey, Sergeant Marvin, got to meet you. I say, hey, Case, all right. So we went down to the city of Orange, uh, Orange County of, you know, Orange, whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, he presented the idea. He says, I got something coming up. He says, I know what you do. You do voices, and this is one of them. It's not my real one, but... He says, I want you to just look at the script. I'm going to send it to you soon. Come to the audition. Jump in with everybody else and see what happens. So I did. And see what happens. I don't know. Become the runaway fan favorite. <laughs> well, I didn't really figure that out until about, oh, what, five seconds ago? Something like that. I never thought that that was the big deal. But but the funny thing is, if you want a piece of trivia, the, yeah. kid, who plays, the kid who plays Tommy at season one. Yes. That's my boy, Nikolai. It oh, is. really? I did not know that. That's my real son, yes. He just, he went along. I said, well, come on, kid, you know, because I had three boys. And I'm a single parent. And uh, so I dragged him along, and he was 14 at the time. He was a freshman in high school, and uh, he read for the part. And um, they gave it to him. And um, a year <laughs> later, <laughs> I can't forget the the, the, the night before the, the final season recording thing for season one we right. get the scripts i print them off i hand him his he's written in there reading it and all of a sudden he goes oh no i'm dead <laughs> <laughs> so did he enjoy it it's hard oh he loved it he oh loved it. that is so cool i did not know that and i i think i probably should have known that but no i didn't know that i, I, had yeah, no clue. I, I didn't know that you and casey served together that's that's incredible oh he's a great kid casey's a great he's a brilliant mind He's got it up there. As for, he's one of those few people that can do technical stuff and also be the writer and also be the visual guy. You know what I mean? Those kind of guys, the auteurs, you just kind of go, dude, where do you pack all the brain power, man? You know? <laughs> he's a rain I'd man. I pack a colostomy bag. <laughs> shit, that's where I keep my extra <laughs> shit from, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's... But he's a good kid. You know, he's always treated me with respect and, uh, you know, tells me, Mar, focus. It's okay, you know? <laughs> so uh did you have any problems with portraying a marine with your army background was there any kind of grunts or anything should have made it easier right yeah you just sort of dumb it down and then you just <laughs> <laughs> perfect <laughs> kind of like going from hamlet to omelet you know what i'm saying kind of, <laughs> whoa be gone my father i say to thee what the f- is this i want sausage that <laughs> Yeah, Mick Mick served in the Marine Corps. Well, I'm yeah. sorry for you, Mick. <laughs> no, I, I'll take that back, though, fellas. On a serious note, so that nobody gets offended, besides me saying, F- you all. Um, <laughs> when I trained a couple of times, I, I did my Army time in the first two years in infantry, but then when I, when I came to L.A., because I was from Michigan originally, but... I hooked up with the reserves, so they sent me to the full-time school called Defense Information School, 
and it was multi-service, so all five services were there. Oh, cool. The squids, the, you know, coasties, the flyboys, the jarheads, and then, of course, dog faces, you know, were there. Right. And we all trained in our different things. And then I went back four years later as a broadcaster. And then when I came back from that gig, I ended up in Bosnia-Herzegovina for a year as Marvin in the morning. And oh, then uh, I came on. back and got the full-time gig. When, was, when were you in Bosnia? Uh, 96, summer 96, through the winter and all that fun shit. We're going to have our have to ask our good friend that we work with if he remembers Marvin the Morning, because he was in Bosnia, I think, about the same time. I don't oh, know really? if anybody listened to the yeah. radio. I had a couple of Russian guys and Italian guys call me from Sarajevo and say, man, we love this American music. Cool, Marvin the Morning. <laughs> <laughs> I have a recording of B.B. King, because he showed up about two weeks after we got there, and they uh, they got him recorded uh, saying... Whenever I'm at Bosnia, I listen to Marvin. Marvin in the morning. You hear that, Lucille? Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. God, it was awesome. That's BB Trucking King, dude. Come on. Yes, it is. <laughs> Legend. Got more kids than I got toenail clippings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've gotten to see him play live. It's, it's pretty incredible. Oh, amazing guy. Can't sing and play the guitar <laughs> at the same time. He can't. No. That's why you hear the, you know, the blah, 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 because he can't do it. I guess it's a good thing he does the blues. That's it, you know. So, okay, I got I to ask. The tuna fish sandwich just seems to, that story about the tuna fish sandwich just seems to fit your personality so much. Did that come from you? No, actually, that is uh, based on Casey's father's experience, and I believe it was Dom. And I'm familiar with Casey's parents. I've met them over the years in the family. They're great folks. Um, <laughs> Mom's a retired school teacher and dad. I don't know what he did, but now he's he's into riding motorcycles, and he grows the you know the mustaches, does the cross country things just to fit in with those guys, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, apparently, Casey had based that on his dad, and so. When that came out, that was kind of a big deal for him. That was tribute to dad for him. Uh, that's something I keep forgetting to ask Casey, but I, I wanted to see what you knew about it. So, well, it'll cool. probably show up, you know, somewhere. Else. I mean, it did in the episode, but reportedly there's going to be some um, accounts of Bert's exploits in uh, in his earlier years or whatever. I don't know. He's got some kind of short story that's being written or novella or something like that about that. That. Uh, He's trying to develop right now. <laughs> well, no, was... seriously, I mean, I was just telling you because that's stuff that he's told me, and he's put it out on the public. So seriously, there's oh there's really more to come. Yeah, there's there's like a booklet or something. So I think when when the series wraps, I think he's going to remaster the whole thing. He's going to try and put this book together. I don't know if they're going to go together or not. So case I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm I'm turning around and putting my buttocks in the microphone about right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know Morse coming down the pipe. I know he's he's mentioned it in the past, but I'm I'm very curious to see what it's going to be. Oh yeah, well I I guess he's got other projects. I don't know what there. He has not disclosed a thing to anybody except for probably Blair. Well, yeah, yeah. She, she told us that she knew, of course, but there was no leaking anything. Well, uh, no, hey, you know, she had a baby on the show. She had to leak something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm not talking about the leaks. is isn't like bean sprouts either. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
whatever kind of leak. I don't know? know if he's going to leave that alone or not. <laughs> I should have known better. Well, you could see me. I thought the camera was off on this thing. I didn't think you saw me doing that. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, here's another one of our stock questions uh in what ways are you and bird alike uh in every way well, we both have great singing voices <laughs> yeah i could have told you that should i break into the carpenters please do solitaire it's the only <laughs> game in town solitaire Rainy days and Mondays. You know, I always thought, though, that would be great. And I've tried to convince Casey to do this. Bert sings Bert Bacharach. Yes. You know who Bert Bacharach is? He's a guy that wrote a lot of the pop tunes in the 70s. But if yeah. you watched, like, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, you know, raindrops keep falling on my head. <laughs> Can you imagine Bert doing Bert Bacharach? We, I mean, if you would if you would record it for us, we would we would play a, a song, a show that, for the rest of the series. Sweet. I'm going to get the karaoke version of something. And I, you know, We'd I'll have a music break. Nice like Night Vale has a, the, what is it, the weather and it's music. We'll just, we'll have a little music break somewhere in there. Nice. <laughs> memories. All I can dream about is memories. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, the Maybe fans have been tell, s- like, more fan fiction type stories about Bert's past somewhere in there. (laughs) (laughs) The fans have been razzing Casey forever about a musical episode. Oh yeah. (laughs) So you just made everybody's day. (laughs) Well, you know, talk about Claire. Claire approached me one time after, after the recording session, she said, you know, um, in her little French voice, because it's funny about Claire is that she really is from France, so she's a French lady, right? Right, right. And then people think that her her accent sounded fake. I'm <laughs> What a hack. Listen to that hack French accent. Right, you know, exactly. <laughs> see what I mean, right? They think that, like, people are putting them on. I think that myself and Datu were the only people that really affected a voice for the show. Everybody else spoke like themselves, but into the character. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, I never thought about it, but that's completely right. Well, Speaking it was the one Dutch, guy that pissed Jay is hilarious. Oh my gosh. Jay's, oh, Jay's awesome. Oh no! It's Samantha! <laughs> <laughs> and he was watching Bewitched when he did that scene. They kept running Elizabeth Montgomery over and over and over on the screen, winkling her little nose like that. You know. Did they? <laughs> no, but it sounds great, doesn't it? It does sound great. <laughs> No. <laughs> wow. So okay, okay. What 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 is your so what is focus, your Marv, focus? Focus. You got to learn the words. Focus, Marv. Focus, Marv. <laughs> so 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 let's hear. What, what what's your normal voice sound like? Well, I try not to disclose too much because you know it's it's like singing in the rain. You really just don't want to hear what I sound like. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I suspected as much. <laughs> you know, there's something about his trousers. I don't know. They were very, they were very tight. <laughs> That's the Ruttles for all of you who didn't see the movie. It was freaking brilliant. Eric Idle. I think I don't think I've seen the movie, but I've heard that quote before. What's oh yeah, it? well you got dude the Ruttles. Here you got Eric Idle from Monty Python, right? 
he enlists all the people from the original Saturday Night Live, Jim Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, you know, those kind of guys. Yeah. Jane Curtin. They're all in this, this little thing, and it's all spoofing the Beatles. It's a little, you know, thing, but instead of the Beatles, it's called the Ruddles. And they parallel everything and parody it. <laughs> That's awesome. Has the real Mick Jagger, you know, a couple other notable musical guys. Paul <laughs> Simon. <laughs> Classic stuff. Classic. Oh, you should. What you should do is watch the complete Beatles, which is the documentary about the Beatles. Right. Then watch the Ruddles and go, oh, my God, these guys were freaking brilliant. Except the one thing is the Ruddles was done before the complete Beatles. <laughs> so you're like, oh, my God, Eric, I you're a freaking genius, right? <laughs> so, Eric, see, if you're listening to this show, I'm throwing it out to you, buddy. Give me right. tickets to Money Python Live, the final show. Come on, baby. Come on. Definitely. Big hook fan. Us up, hook us up, Eric. Come on. <laughs> oh, it's great. It is. What's uh what's been your favorite Bert moment so far? I like this one right here. This one? You're too kind, too sure, kind. What the hell? This is a great interview, man. Come on. You can't <laughs> let me do what the hell I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no. We 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 tried we tried to put you on the path, but you there's no keeping you. Okay. So we're, oh. just, we're just wild. You know what? There's been, there's been, I, I say this, you know, uh, the case. I go, you know what? I, I know what everybody else has been written for and they're, they're happy with what they've been given. I've listened to the show as a fan because I don't read any other parts, not to be narcissistic, but I don't read any of the script except what it has to do with my character. And I show up and I record, but then I go home and on Monday nights, guess who's tuned in? Me. Uh, hmm. That's incredible. That is cool. So, I mean, it's, it's not about me, dude. It's you know, it's just about the show, and it's crafted so well. But I've told Case before. I said, "You've given me such a rich texture," and I think everybody's gotten their pieces and their moments and everything else. But I've just—he's given me something that has been quirky, and sometimes funny and brutal, but other times very emotional. You know, when we lost Tommy. I had to record a scene where. I'm getting goosebumps, by the way, hmm. and I'm not and I'm not telling you where I'm getting them at, by the way. <laughs> oh my God, I'm telling you. We thank you for that. Yes, indeed. You know, but my proctologist has to give me more of that cream. <laughs> Anyhow, this was brought to you by Preparation H. <laughs> no, but the part where I, I think that one of the defining moments. Well, to be honest, when I first started recording, there was it was great, kind of getting in the flow. I think one of the the great moments that that I think set the tone for for uh, for my interactions with Jenna for the rest of the show, you know Jenna McCombie, she's yes. a total. I mean, there's lots of sweet girls in that program, so don't anybody, you know, thinking. But her and I had to interact where it was that first meeting, where it was like at a distance, where you know, hey, uh, you know, and that whole thing, and it started to escalate. Right. Well, there were people in the studio watching us, and there was a big circle of microphones, and we're all about oh, six feet apart, you know. And there's Jenna. I've seen her before on video. Case did some projects with her in his experimental film days, and it'll mean like Linda Lovelace kind of things either. <laughs> okay, because Jenna's a sweet girl. But uh, no, the point was that we're this distance apart, but they had us aligned. And then all of a sudden we just stopped looking at the script and we were looking at each other and it was a showdown in the studio, you know, 
And that's when I went, we're on to something here. Something's going to happen. And uh, so that's, I think, probably my first favorite, favorite moment for myself, selfishly, because I was caught up in the moment. And yeah, then Jenna, I realized when I heard that's it later. so cool, yeah. yeah. Jenna told us about you guys having to jab back and forth and kind of work up hey, to hey, it. Hey, let's not get personal here. You know? <laughs> Lots of girls that are going to want to jab back and forth with me now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, that kid's a dish. She's a she's the sweet thing. I mean, they're they're all, oh, God, you should meet these girls. They're all just dolls, every one of them, from Blair to Shirley to... Claire, Sharon, Blair, Claire, Cheryl, Whirl. Oh, never mind. Hell. <laughs> Alyssa's having twins, by the way. God, she showed up one time. I saw her recently. Holy crap. She's pregnant with little little babies. We did not oh, know really. that. No. Yes. Yeah, awesome. Probably going to be birthing. Well, I'm speculating because when I saw the kid, she was popping out. But she's a smiley one, too. I've just enjoyed the, the daylights out of that girl. So. All sweet. But, you know, for Jenna and I, we have this animosity in the program itself. That's the point. And so it's funny that you hear a voice like mine, and then you hear Jenna's voice, the way she's portraying Scratch, very oily and kind of sinister, you know? Oh, so it offsets much. the gruff with the, you know, with the oil, and you're like going, dude, and they hate each other. Oh, they hate each other. Right. They Well, obviously, right? You can hear it in the show. But then the kid, she comes up. Go ahead. Oh, I just said that that's an understatement. They do. They're more than hate there. <laughs> you know, and for her to be mad at Pegs, which, again, that's Alyssa, you know, and she's just this little smiley, bouncy little thing. She just pops around with a big old smile on her face, you know. And uh, so it's funny to see the dynamics of the characters, and you see these real people, and you're like, far out, man. You know, you know how to, Casey knows how to write for these people. Once he got a hold of what the characters could be incarnated with it became something else <laughs> so he must have done cpr before he did the show you know breathe life to people <laughs> <laughs> baby please come on i'm trying to read my lines <laughs> <laughs> well this this might be one of my favorite burt moments but other than this one what's been uh one of your favorite or favorite burt moments you know, when uh, dealing with Tommy's death, you know, I told you earlier, my, my boy, Nikolai, he, he found out he was passing in the show. And when it went down, then, then Bert had a couple of moments, you know, where he had to speak on it. And here I am in real life talking about my actor son. That was pretty dramatic for me. Oh, wow. You know, and then well, I'll just say, you know, there have been moments like that. Case has put me on a roller coaster with this character, and it's been amazing. Absolutely. Been a career highlight. Been all over the place, done all sorts of crazy stuff and recordings and stuff, but this has been five years, you know, or four, or whatever we're calling it, of just of throwing yourself in. So, yeah, you get your classic moments, you know, like, you know, things that, that people want to hear, you know, just walk away. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was <laughs> But that that comes from uh, what is it? Uh, it's Road Mad Warriors. Max number two. Yeah. <laughs> They're making a new Mad Max, and I heard it's too. By the way. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, they recast Mel Gibson. The, wow. the original director is Jewish, so he had a problem. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'd watch it. 
We have a we have a buddy that that's going to be his favorite movie. Oh, it sure is. Hey, the hmm. Haventon Wilson on uh on Facebook, he said he didn't have a question for you, but he wanted to tell you uh, that you really sold the scene where Bert lost his finger. Dude, that was tough. That was really tough, man, because, you know, I can't type as fast as I used to. <laughs> <laughs> you really sell out for these uh, for these recordings, don't you? You just go for everything. Yeah. Clip, clip. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really, it's hard dropping out the vowels on a keyboard, you know, when I'm trying to, you know, with that trigger finger missing, you know, it's kind of, <laughs> sound of a, having a vowel movement here, you know, <laughs> the consonant craving, I'm constant, consonant baited. Oh boy. That was my chair squeaking, by the way. That wasn't really, you know, anything other than that. Oh, of course. <clears throat> <laughs> We got something else uh, from uh, Facebook. Alberto Reyes, he just told us we better have at least two questions about dog for you. <laughs> I think we've mentioned one so far. Alberto, uh, hey, man, come on. Dog, what's up? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna You'll make you horny, baby. Do I? Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Sorry, it was my... Oh, I think that Austin from laughing. Powers goat horny humor, you know. <laughs> so, uh, what does Casey look like when he does the goat impersonation? I don't know. All I see is the back of his head when he's in my lap. Oh! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. That was gross. <laughs> homie don't play homie. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, <laughs> right. <laughs> So, uh, are you working on any other projects at the moment? I know you in your bio you said you're doing some uh, graphics arts work. I never and... said it was bio. That was a joke about Casey's head. You know, so. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> and I'm recording on a laptop here, so you know I'm talking. <laughs> no, I've always got stuff going on. Huh? I did voiceover stuff for the Army for years, and this has been my main voiceover thing for the last few years. But I do very punny. I, I, I'm an artist. I started out as an artist. I draw, illustrate. Not as good as, as some of those folks. Uh, uh, God, you're going to hate me for forgetting your name, but I'm just a little bit staring at the screen here right now. But uh, oh, the chap who plays... Um, God, sorry, man. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank here, man. He's going to hate me. Happens to all of us. We always yeah, yeah, like who? The one, who are you uh, the of? one that's been traveling with us all. I'm so sorry, man. Victor Otto Sterk. Otto. Oh yeah, yeah. Otto's a sweet. Otto's a sweetheart of a guy. He is. I'm telling you, beautiful man. Got a wonderful family going. But the guy is the most amazing artist I've actually shook you know shook hands with. You know, that guy, amazing. He the is. stuff at Disneyland. Oh, dude. That guy does. But see, I got a different slant to art. You know, that's there's Otto and then there's art. Then there's is Marv he, art. Is, uh, is he legit? Do you think he's like just passing off pictures as art? I mean, come on. He, he's he's saying, yeah, I painted this. Didn't he just take a picture of it? He's amazing. <laughs> you know, that could be. That could be. You know, maybe he's just an immigrant, you know, across the border and tries to, you know, Ill- a point, so to speak. Right. Latino rights, man. I'm doing the, the fist up here, man. Come on, you know. <laughs> hey, speaking of... The fist, solid, man. Come on. 
Oh, I love Otto, man. I'm just embarrassed. I forgot his name, man. He's in the mix of all this crazy. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, you're. You have Don't hate me, Otto. Multiple, love you, man. Multiple personalities going on right now. He couldn't no, draw from one no to the other. <laughs> hey, Chris you Eads. Have no idea. <laughs> Chris Eads mentioned very punny. He wanted to hear about the origins of that. I've been doing very punny. Oh God! You know, remember I told you it was the infantry. You did. I created it there. Wow. I was the guy at battalion at midnight when our sergeant, uh, staff sergeant, was on staff photocopying. I would spend all month creating all this artwork. Very rudimentary, though, you know, um, using scratch-off letters to do headlines for this little newsletter I'd call the the monthly Marvin magazine. Because here I am in the infantry, guys, right? Come on. My personality, infantry, <laughs> I don't fart and then make people smell it. I'm not that kind of a guy, you know. <laughs> so I just I, I did a lot of illustrations and artwork and wrote little uh, fall paw articles and things, did weird pictures. And uh, and one of the features, though, to illustrate art, you know, was I did very punny. It was very rudimentary. It was all, you know, back in the 1980s. So you didn't have computers back then. You didn't have Photoshop and all that stuff. Well, the key was, you know, ultimately to make it a very short story, because I know it could get protracted. But I started creating very punny along with my monthly Marvin magazine. I created that to send back to my buddies back home. Because, you know, I was disconnected with my musician buddies and and uh, my artisan pals or whatever from Michigan. I'm from Lansing. So I created that. And then I started to hand it out to the, the people in the, the unit. And they thought I was freaking insane. <laughs> uh, but, you know, sorry, some of them couldn't even read, to be honest. And I'm not kidding. They had to go through classes to retest for their ASVAB to re-enlist. It was that bad. But oh, yeah. point being, very punny came from that. And then when I got computers and did all my education stuff, I started to you know experiment again with drawing and scanning and then coloring and doing all sorts of stuff. So very punny then became a different medium. And when Facebook came out, I just said, well, I'll slip it out there and see if anybody notices. And uh, so for the first year, it was all drawings. I would come up with ideas and I would draw, scan it. I would color it in on paint, you know, the Microsoft paint. And then I did a joke one time with a camera that, that related to Humpty Dumpty, where he'd fallen. So you see an egg splashed on the, the pavement. Right. And a couple of horse and a couple of horses standing around. They were the king's horses and going, I ain't I, I can put that together, you know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know. And they were from the CIS, you know, CIS, whatever the the king's investigation, whatever. And that's where the egg thing <laughs> came from. So then I said, well, you know, the egg is the most recognizable shape in in the human psyche. And eggs are resilient. They've built, uh, what Marines have built domes that are they're oval shaped like eggs. They resist wind better than any other surface. Hmm. Eggs are, you know, you look it up and you go, oh my God. So it just became a joke that I took very punny, which I had all these illustrations already done preceding the egg stuff and then the eggs they took over for about a year because i could i could make characters out of these guys like nothing else <laughs> now i'm back to doing all sorts of crazy you know shit and once in a while i'll toss an egg thing in there or whatever but i that had its run and it, it may resurface but all that very punny stuff will be collected it will be put out on uh, calendars t-shirts buttons and uh and uh, a tabletop book is the plan oh cool how that will be about the next year, I'd say. How can uh, how can people be tracking that? You know, 
Facebook, Scott Charles Marvin. Okay, cool. So we'll just check you out on Facebook and be looking free for right now. But when I when I publish, I'll probably take it down and you know ask people to pay fifty cents to look at twenty photos or download them or whatever. You know, Christ, if you can get you know five million people to pay fifty cents, guess what? You're a millionaire. Right. <laughs> I'm not about money. I'm I'm about trying to make people laugh. I'm gonna. I'm a multimedia artist. I do the voice. I do the video. I do the drawings. I do all the whatever. And I work in education, too. I'm qualified as a teacher. I'm a counselor. I do all sorts of stuff, you know. I saw but, that. That was really yeah. neat. Um, and after the interview, I'm wondering. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'm probably going to be hot new little bunnies after that. You know, I'm talking about rabbits. <laughs> That's what I'm doing after this interview. Get this big <laughs> microphone sticking in my face. Good God. Well, I think you answered uh, Roger Dodger's question. He wanted to know where the oh, egg puns Roger, come from. Roger, man, he's great. He is great. He wanted to know where the egg puns came from because he knew there, was, there had to be a story, and that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. You know, I was already doing very, very punny. I just started playing with stuff. So if you look at my Facebook page, Scott Charles Marvin, and you can friend me. So if you're listening to this, please jump on. I don't charge anything and I don't public. I don't, I don't really forward stuff. Like here's my, here's my toenail clipping collection. You know, people get on there and they go, here's a whatever jeans or whatever. And this is what I'm wearing today. And this is the gangrenous growth I found in my armpit the other day. I just, you know, I'm amazed at what people publish there, you know, but what I do is I try to put something out there because I either want you to think because I'm educated. I'm, I'm not, I'm a humble guy. I'm not any brainiac, but I've been exposed to stuff and I'll throw it out at you and I'll make you think some of it's going to be dumb. It's going to be rudimentary, but there's other layers to everything I do. And that's what very punny is about is that Shakespeare was very punny. Shakespeare was extremely punny. (laughs) And so if you look for layers and then you sit there and chat with me, you start to see all the little, variations because i'll make one joke like the Bee Gees. i started a joke and got the whole world laughing <laughs> yeah it's a great song by the way i love that yeah um but idea is you know i throw stuff out there on facebook right now to test the audience and see what they're doing with the show that i have this i've got people from around the world you know from from all the way from south africa to you know hong kong to Ireland and, you know, all, all over Europe, everywhere, the Philippines, everywhere, right? And some of them, like Ray, and my boy Ray Gochu out there, come on, boy, you know, Roger Dodger, I've got people, he's in Canada, I believe, you know, there's people all over the place, and guess what? Some of them just look at it and go, oh, okay, some of them chime in, and then we get the banter going, and guess what? It gets people thinking, sometimes they laugh, sometimes they go, what a d-. but you know what? <laughs> whatever right but that's the idea right because when this is all over and the very punny collection is finally out there i'm going to start writing kids books and i've got my things that that's my my life goal has been that so i've got a series of kids books planned and uh, maybe a little tv show that uh, maybe someday will get picked up and that's how i want to go out like jim freaking henson man jim <laughs> yes. henson was a genius dude you want do read up on that boy he was a genius. Yeah, that's I've heard that a lot. I don't I don't know a whole lot about him, but yeah, it's oh, read up, man. You want to get you're doing you're doing this podcast thing. You want to be an artist or whatever you want to do. Look at Jim Henson's bio. Amazing. 
guy was into everything, experimenting with video and audio and, and music and, you know, just like Fred Rogers, another guy, brilliant man. Oh, yeah. That's who I was really? thinking when you were saying that about Jim Henson. I was like, sounds like Mr. Rogers. Well, those are my heroes. That's what I grew up on. And I sat there and I, you know, even in the army, I would sit in the chow hall and I would watch Sesame Street. I thought it was brilliant. It's not because I'm a childish person, because <laughs> teaching children, they're the smartest people you'll know because they're sponges. It's when we become adults that we get really stupid. Truly. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> I'm I'm honest. I got my degree in education, man. I got an I got a master's degree in education with a teaching credential. I'm telling you. Think about what I'm saying. You can refute me and you can debate me, but I'm telling you, first graders, second grader, third grader, smartest people on the planet. They should be president. You can teach them anything. You can you teach them anything. To. Right. And, and you don't necessarily have to. Except the red group, you know, the blue group sometimes, a little <laughs> bit more, you know, but you know, the, the yellow group, well, they're piss out of luck, you know, and say, and sorry for any kids that are in the yellow group. Oh, mom, you know, I'm trying to do, oh my God, car swerves. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, kids, they're real, man. And you know what, when you try to approach entertainment and you try and deliver information, look what they did on those programs. Come on. That's genius mm -hmm. stuff that was never done before. So that as an, as that an, Warner uh, fucking brothers cartoons, man, love Bugs Bunny, dude. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> for, for you being an artist, I, I just have to ask this: What's your definition of art? Expression. That's a it's a better answer than most people have yeah. heard give. <laughs> <laughs> I know when the answer is longer than a paragraph, they don't know what art is. Well, now I'm not talking about like breast milking. Now we're, we're not talking about that kind of <laughs> To me, that's that's not. Which you know, that's a true art to that too. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> it plays at the local niplex. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's more than one. More than one screen usually comes in twos. I think that's a niplex, right? You know. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> How the hell do you edit all this stuff down? Oh, we're not. We're, we're just going to have a disclaimer on the front of it. It's just going to no. be a disclaimer on the front of it. That's all. <laughs> Straight out of Compton. Right. Two live crew. <laughs> as hardy uh, as you want to This will be the easiest editing job we've ever done. <laughs> hey, <laughs> this is the Weird Life Fancast, and this is not going to be family friendly. So enjoy the interview. <laughs> like, you know, give me a beep and you can use the actual Marv beep. You've you been warm. Beep. 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 <laughs> you can use that edit over the, the cuss words. You know? Okay. <laughs> man of God. So, you know, thank God that I can cuss because he doesn't get mad at that because he right. created language. And, right, you know? I want to get this interview out before the end of the series, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? Welcome to Moses who climbed the mountain on Sinai and stayed up there for a few days and hammered out 20 commandments, you know, with God, but came right. back and popped them, right? Mel Brooks, you know? Yes. Right? You know, it's like, it, it, commandments. <laughs> Ten commandments. <laughs> history of the world. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's some Brooks, more genius man, stuff. I, I, hero, hero, man. Oh, man. Uh, he's, there's a couple interviews... Uh, with him on the Nerdist, and it is they're outstanding. There's with been Mel? some Mel Brooks. Uh, yeah, 
comments, haven't there? And we're alive. Uh, Has there been the badges comment? We don't know sticking badges. Why? That's the treasure of Sierra Madre, man. That's that's Humphrey Bogart stuff. <laughs> Watch that movie, dude. I'm not kidding. Beautiful movie, dude. <laughs> yep. Old stuff is probably the best. I'm telling you. They don't make movies like they used to. They can't. No. They don't know. How. They forgot. Oh no, there's. This, uh, I completely agree. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, so you're you're from Michigan. How did you make your way out to California? I guess okay. You already told me. Never Farming, <laughs> infantry. <laughs> you just never then, left. Well, no, you okay, got this is important though because this ties in with the show. So I promised. Okay. okay. So uh, I think that if you listen to at least the first couple of uh, of We're Alive, uh, not lately, but uh, some of the music contributed to this, the themes and the soundtrack or whatnot. Some of that stuff is canned music. They buy that. You know. It's, uh, Right. Common practice, right? Yes. But uh, I, I hung around with a bunch of artists and a bunch of musicians when I was a, a kid in Michigan college, you know, and I got drawn into doing voiceover stuff for, for uh, you know, musicians or whatever. I made this clan of friends. We called ourselves the 408 Club, and we were out of Lansing, Michigan. So it was Animal House on the worst street in Lansing, but 300 bucks, five guys living there full time, musical equipment everywhere, parties, you know, and just girls and crazy you know we're going nuts well some of my buddies were in a band and one of those persons was ron gallagher oh, and really? ron ron was you know of course then he said well you got a great voice i'm going to use you on a project we started hanging out he was in a band i'd go out and dance with girls you know i'm all cow you know crazy but they had an amazing 50s 60s band that uh, we used to go and boogie down to and uh but then when it, one time we started a show, though, on local cable access before the digital age. So, guys, you know, with your laptops and stuff, revel in what you have. This was pipe dreams for us as kids, okay? This is the 1980s. They had computers, but they filled rooms and universities had them, you know. Right. So, Ron, though, you know, one day we're walking back from the studio doing cable training or whatever, you know, saying you can use this video equipment. Ron goes, hey, my buddy Joel says, uh, you know, I can move out to California. I said, dude, well, I just enlisted in the Army. I'm going to be gone for at least two years. Let's check it out. So we wrote back and forth. He goes, yeah, I moved to California. When you're done, come on out here. You can do your art stuff, you know, whatever. And so I did. He hosted me with um, he and his gal, uh, uh, Schmuck, we called her, Cheryl Schmucker. Uh, they hosted me out here, and then I got established. I met a girl, you know, had a family, was still in the army, did all this crazy stuff, and then I met Casey, and you know. But that's how I ended up in California, and from here I launched all over the world: Germany, Panama, Korea. Oh God, where else did I go? Bosnia, Iraq. Where else did I go? Italy. Oh, went all over the world, man. It was crazy. <laughs> Who could have just wanted more, right? You're like going, okay, I'm just this normal kid. Who's got these artistic aspirations? Wait, wait, what? You want me to go to Italy and work on the radio and look at like babes with hair under their arms? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> wait, that wasn't her arm? Oh my God, what the hell? <laughs> How did she do that? She was doing what? Oh no. <laughs> I know, yeah, that's what I said. Uh, yeah. Viva Italia. I once mistook a, a, you know, a prostitute for a volcano. She was erupting all over the street, you know? Pompeii everywhere. <laughs> if you look under the word random in the dictionary, you'll probably find me. Okay. 
Oh no! One of my best buddies, Michael Samhop, got to interview Robin Williams when he when he came into Iraq. We uh, we were there for a year. We set up the American Forces Network, and uh, and one day I'm at the Camp Anaconda, which is Baghdad International Airport. It really was, you know. And they, we took right. it over. We literally took over a whole airport, and that became a base. And uh, they they came to me as the sergeant in charge, and they said, "Your public affairs. We know you have video cameras." We have special guests coming in from the USO. You know what USO is, right? United yes. Service Organization, right? They do shows. Right. Bob Hope is, you know, whatever. So they pile all these people in this big hangar, this big dusty hangar. Got a stage set up. They said, well, our special guest is late. They're kind of shooting at the plane right now. So to get to the airport, to avoid enemies, they had to fly way high and then do a dive bomber down into the airport, kind of just like dip completely straight down right. into the airport. Well, they had like a model. They had some sports guy. I don't know. I don't follow sports. Sorry, fellas, but I'm not a macho man. I don't, you know, follow whatever your teams are. <laughs> but they had a bunch of people. But then they said, well, Robin Williams is with them, but he's going to be late. And we had about 500 people in a hangar. <laughs> you know, they mm-hmm. said, and Sergeant Marvin, just go up there and grab a microphone. And so for about 45 minutes, I had to improvise and keep them satiated. And then the plane landed and Robin Williams came out and did a show and, and whatnot. And we got to talk to him afterwards. Boy's crazy. That is a one crazy man. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'd like to yeah. hear y'all's conversation. Oh, he's, he's a great guy, though. Great guy. <laughs> No, so it, it was slept. it was in a hangar, so it wasn't open air. No, it was it was a it was a hangar. Yeah, I was going to ask you if they had all these uh, air boys and the, they had all sorts of services in there, and they were getting pissed because they're like, "What are we here for?" They had no idea, right? You know, right? But, uh, yeah, it was a great experience going overseas, and, and if I ever get the chance, I'll do USO. It just was beautiful. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I love Robin Williams. I saw, I saw one thing he did. He was over there. And it was an open air thing, is why I was asking. Uh, basically, the, but colors went off, which is when the music plays and all the soldiers go to attention and face, you know, face the flag or face the sound. Uh, and Robin Williams kind of just freaked out, like, "Whoa, whoa, what's going on?" Because you know, he didn't wasn't expecting that to happen. I don't think, or at least he acted like that. Oh, a guy's crazy, man. No, <laughs> you think I'm crazy? But see, it's the, it's the artisan thing, though. Is that once you get information. And you can play with words. That's the key, right? Right. You can be dangerous with your drama, but the, the funniest people are people that understand drama because comedy is harder. Oh, yeah, because comedies, you I mean, there's no formula for it. It's no, just... there isn't. And you're playing with words. And see, that's what very punny and all the things I do. I'm not saying I'm Robin Williams because the guy's a genius, okay? I'm like the letter G, with like half the letter cut off or whatever, you know, I'm like hanging there. <laughs> the rest of Robin Williams was the Enius, you know, you know, I'm just sort of hanging on coattails of something like that, you know, but when you play with words, that's my point. You know, I'm, I'm a humble kid. And so is Robin though. He was well-educated, but he was a solo kid. You know, he didn't have brothers and sisters. He was from a well-to-do family. He got educated, but then he just at 14, just like what happened to me, spazzed out you know and next thing you know <laughs> i was the lead and uh, not the lead in all the plays i was the comic relief because i just had too much energy and i was willing to go for the laugh which is harder if you can believe it than being dramatic and crying and all that you know it's 
it's harder to do. <laughs> I believe it. Right? So, you know, because comedy, sometimes the funniest moments are when they're playing it straight, right? Yeah. It's oh, the, yeah. It's the fish out of water, you know? <laughs> it's, it's unexpected. And I'm not talking about my ex-wife swimming in the yeah. pool, you know oh. what I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, honey. I know you don't listen to the show anyway, so. (laughs) Wait, my boys might be listening in the next room, though. (laughs) I love your mom, okay? You know. (laughs) I am cheating. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, man. Ouch. An experience. (laughs) Absolutely. A night with Scott Marvin. (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to meet that guy sometime. Well, we look. We I hope I get to meet you when we come out in July. Well, do you plan on coming out in July? Yeah, I plan okay, on. Well, I'm not a vegetarian, but I'll meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't bring the cucumbers. Oh, I'll go God. for quads or something like that. Okay, you know. Right, right. I'll spend time with you, man. Cool. We'll have to do that method. Method. What? What's that? Sh- that blue sh- from the guy from the TV show. What's it? Yeah, you yeah. Got it. Remember my name. Yeah, I'll remember your name, motherfucker. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Gave me gas. I was breaking bad for about a week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Scott, thank you so much for your service. Um, I know you kind of downplayed what you did, but I think everything you did it sounds really cool and as well as. Uh, I don't know how, to, how else to say except to say thanks, man. Do you like my cervix? You know, yes. like that, you know the transgender you know, thing, I just kind of lost my cervix, okay? You know, I promise you I did. You replaced it with this big 7-Eleven spicy hot dog, you know, they just sort of sewed it on, you know? Oh, man. <laughs> Well, actually, I am now, yes. Oh, man. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> As opposed to... Redbeard, you're not going to help me out any. Nope. <laughs> you're me. on your own. I'm dying over here, man. <laughs> you got bladder cancer? Come on, for Christ's sakes, pancreatic cancer is not visible until you're going to croak. <laughs> what is the matter? You guys got vaginas? Oh, believe me, those girls would rather trade that stuff away. <laughs> I had three sisters, believe me. <laughs> did I tell you I have three boys? <laughs> yes. You did not. All right, I do. You... I have three children, yes. I have Tommy, the guy, the, Nikolai, who played Tommy. He's and now 19. Roman. Roman and, and Max. Max. Oh, I thought it was a different name than Max. Maxwell. Maxwell. That's it. Maxwell. Which means, you know, to maximize a pool of water, I guess. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I thought those were very interesting names. Um, very interesting kids. The latter two are twins, by the way. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, man. That's, that's I think, you know, we should have started the, the interview about that. Because that's, I think, that if you ask Scott Marvin what, you know, if he had a prideful moment, that would be it. it it's being a dad. Your voice, how old I, are I they? dreamed about it. Uh, the twins are 16, and uh, Nico is 19 now. Tommy, the one who played Tommy, is 19 now. And uh, 
I'm telling you, it's amazing. I dreamed about it my whole life. So when I watched, and when I talk about Henson and I talk about, you know, Fred Rogers, those guys were heroes when I was a kid. And that's when I had three channels to choose from. You guys got, you know, what, a thousand eighty channels or something like that right now. <laughs> right? You oh know, yeah. I had like pliers because the handle would break off the TV thing. So you he used like little pliers to change the channel. And uh, you know, but back then I knew I was gonna be an artist, I was gonna be a children's book writer, and I was gonna have a TV show like those guys. And you know what? Some of that stuff is coming true. It's just that path to get there. I had to be a parent for these guys, do all this crazy broadcasting stuff and this art stuff. And, and, you know, finally, I'm going to get to that point where I settle down and go, all right, you know, go from Bert to books, you know, or something like that. <laughs> Bert but if to you want to hire me for voiceover, I do all sorts of voices. Scott Marvin documentary. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an acid trip, okay? I'm sorry. But, you know, <laughs> they talk about the 60s. Oh, screw that. They got better by the 80s. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Refined. <laughs> he did. Screw the sugar cube. Just put it on the plotter, man. Go, baby, go! <laughs> Thanks, Doug Wood. Shout out, bro. What's up? Oh, man. Sorry, Kelly Neff, but your dad came to the door knocking, going, why are you guys on three ends? <laughs> we made Cheech and Chong look like they were kindergartners who found a butt in the parking lot, you know? <laughs> Scott, it's been an experience, man. It really has. Thanks for coming on the podcast with us. Oh, we're done? Well, you guys want to go for a couple more hours? I'm hanging out with you dudes, man. <laughs> well, you know, I was going to say off the record, you know, I, was gonna, I saw you had your website listed as under construction. So, well, if you, ever, if you need help with that. told me, he messaged me the other day, you know, that because uh, I've been creating punny and I put it on Facebook and I just kind of test the waters to, you know, whatever. But Kay says that when we're alive, over, he's going to help me construct a, a very punny website. And, uh, of course, I don't like to charge people, but, you know, if you can toss some coin my way because I give to charity. I'm a big guy on that, too. I'm, I'm with the church. I sing. I do all sorts of things like that. But monies that I make, I intend to give to help people. I'm not a selfish guy. I don't need to make a living from that stuff. I just do what I do in education. I'm a counselor. I'm a teacher. I'm, I do a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. So, the idea is, you know, if I can ever eventually sell some punny stuff, 50 cents or whatever, gosh, you're 50 cents, you know, we yeah. got a couple of million of his selling, you know, whatever. Guess what? Then I'm going to give it to like the people, you know, feeding the kids. Cause I'm all about kids, man. You know, if we can make our kids work for us in the future. Remember that the kid you teach in first grade is going to be the future president of the United States. And I'm sorry, but somebody really fucked up when they were teaching George W. Bush, because that boy was just a dumb <laughs> shit. <laughs> and I'm not a political-affiliated guy, so all you Republicans, just sit your ass down, because we had dumb asses like Bill Clinton who were doing shit when I was in the service and I was overseas, and all these you know people from Italy and Russia and you know France and Australians, and I'm going, you guys' leadership suck. Yep, it does. You know, but somebody dumbass out there taught these people to be this way. So guess what? Scott Marvin's on a mission to fix kids so that we can have better leaders in 30 to 40 years. Well, you know, if we just get away from the Prussian school system, we would be a lot better off and just start teaching some critical thinking. <laughs> but critical thinking? Yeah. That's What's that? cracking, right? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <Not bad. laughs> 
<laughs> no. It's all right. I just kind of grabbed my a little bit tight there, but. Uh... <laughs> so no, that, that's really cool. All right, what? fellas. Hey, like a... what other kind of questions you got from Facebook? So we can, if you guys edit the show, you can toss everything in, or you can run it, roll and say, spend way too much time with Scott Marvin. It's just annoying. It's all annoying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, we did. We just now got one a few minutes ago. Uh, Deanna Austria says, I'm excited to hear Mr. Marvin's answer to who he would like to have around in a real zombie apocalypse. And, you know, that, that's, and that's from some, that's wow. from in the show, like who in the show, like not, well, not the cast at first, but who well, from the cast of characters that is. Well, you know, I think that as Bert Scott, you know, I think that he was naturally drawn to, um, to, um, what's it? It's all. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm trying to remember names of real people and the characters, you know, and whatever. You know, I think that he was he gravitated towards Saul because Saul tended to be the badass, you know, and Bert, the character, he's had so much experience, right? You know, right. he's done the non thing and he's, you know, he's, he doesn't, he's a no nonsense but nonsensical kind of a person. He's kind of a juxtaposition, I guess you could say, <laughs> you know. Raised the odd fish. No matter where he goes, he doesn't fit in, but yet he'll try to take charge because he recognizes things for what it is. And I think Case put uh, Casey put a little bit of that spin, whether he realized it or not, for me, because we had some moments when we were in war together where the leadership just fell apart, you know, and it just wasn't there. And they thought they were self righteous, and I'm going, you don't see it right in front of you. Come on, if somebody bends over and puts their buttocks right up to your nose. And then breaks wind. Can't you smell that the leadership is kind of stinking right now? <laughs> right? I mean, and you see it, right? You go, I mean, you walk down the street and you go, dumbass, right? You see that every day. And I think that, you know, when it came to the show and the cast of characters as characters, because I love all those people, they're sweethearts, okay? But cast of character Bert has been through so much. He runs into these military guys, the one guy who can pick up any gun or go at anything bravado would be, you know, Saul, right? Right. But, oddly enough, look who ends up hanging out with him. Riley. Riley, which is, you know, the character developed over time. Oh, yeah. And now we're seeing the dynamics of their relationship. I mean, you know, with this podcast, you know, that we're discussing right now, that episode. You know, you're starting to see the dynamics. They've been together for months, and they're actually tight. You know, it's not a, in a physical attraction thing. It's they're it's out of necessity. They realize they have to go do something. To where Saul ended up bonding with Victor, my boy Otto. See, now I'm back on track, Otto. So don't hate me, buddy, if you even made it this far in the interview. Because <laughs> Otto's a ginger guy. He's a sweetheart. I think I think Otto is like you. He's a he's a fan of the show, from what I can tell. He interacts with us on Facebook about as often as you do, which is pretty often as far as a cast member. Well, you know, I'm, I'm all about the show, and I think it's, you know, if, if you guys have interest, I got interest in you. You know, I've made some great friends over, over the time, and I consider you fellas, you know, friends here, because everybody is, is welcome with respect until you turn into a dip and then run for president. So. <laughs> well... <laughs> well, I won't be running for president. 
Yeah, pretty sure that pretty sure we can cross that one out. Yeah, there you go. I mean, we could be president of the Crossword Puzzle Association of America, and then I'd probably piss off somebody in New York on the Times. You know, frick, all I know, right? Right. CWPAA. Ah, yes, my little chickadee. Milk it <laughs> makes me nauseous. <laughs> what's that reference? Out the what, what's that? What, so what was that? What? what was the chickadee reference? Ah, yes. Well, that was uh, W.C. Fields. Milk, it makes me nauseous. Get away from me, boy. <laughs> Gotta watch old films, my boys. <laughs> they had tons of characters back then. And that's what I loved about that, you know? Guys like, you know, Chaplin and Buster Keaton and W.C. Fields created characters and you could go and see what they were doing when they were doing their thing. And they had full careers, superstardom mm. at the uh, at the advent of film, right? In the 20th century. Yeah. You sounded Amazing. a lot like uh, Eddie Cantor from Boardwalk Empire, who was Sweet. a 1930s guy, if you remember. <laughs> Are you talking? I haven't seen Boardwalk. You mean the TV show, right? Yeah, the TV show. I haven't was, caught up with it. Which okay, covers the twenties? Well, there's a an actor, a real life actor, um, back then, and performer Eddie Cantor. Well, I, I recognize who Eddie Cantor was, but you were making a reference when you said Boardwalk, so I'm connecting modern with old and going. I haven't seen the show yet. That's the one with uh, Steve Buscemi. Yes, yeah, it is. Love Steve Buscemi. Me too. Oh, great. Did I tell you, I went to Lebowski Fest the other day. No, you didn't. No. Let's hear about that. You guys know the great, the, the big Lebowski, right? Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah, the dude. The dude abides, man, right? You <laughs> the know? dude so, abides. <laughs> there's an Donnie? annual festival in L.A. Donnie, that's f***ing Shabbos, man. It's f***ing Shabbos. <laughs> I'm driving, dude. Don't get me started. It's f***ing Shabbos. Adults are talking, Donnie. Come on. <laughs> My poor neighbors don't know what the hell to make of this, you know. <laughs> oh, they're like, what's going on? Don't worry about oh, God. it's just Scott. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, bother. No, but uh, no, I went to um, I went to Lebowski Fest. I, I bought tickets for my boys. The twins dropped out. I ended up taking my older. The purpose was Nico turned 19. I said, it's time to go see the dude. So we went to Lebowski Fest in LA and uh, we show up. And they had the Kyle Gas Band, which the the lead uh, lead guitarist yes. from, you know, the there you go. Anyways, they know what I'm talking <laughs> about. The D, right? Tenacious the D. Tenacious D. <laughs> Kyle's got his own band, and it kicks. I mean, I really enjoy their disc. And I saw those guys open up, and then the dude himself, Jeff Bridges, and the Abiders played <laughs> country music. Then they showed the movie, and of course, all sorts of people were yelling stuff. I'm drinking white Russians all night long because, you know, <laughs> because you know that's what we do, right? You write fifteen or fifty cent checks. Yeah, that's for, very you know, dude of you, right? And you know what? The rug really tied the room together. So you know. <laughs> yes, but and then he brought cast members out from that movie. I mean, twenty years later, I mean, they were going, "Oh my god, they're doing," you know. So it was. I was just trying to provide my boy with cultural experience, you know, by going and being selfish and watching Dude Fest, you know. Were so, the Cohen brothers there? No, no, but but Jeff was there with his band, and then they had some of the supporting people, which obviously they're getting on, you know, later on in their years. But Steve was not there. Steve Buscemi was not there, and uh, John Goodman was not there. But uh, other, you know, lower, you know, but the actual dude that they made the movie about, the Coen Brothers knew this guy named 
you know, the dude. Oh, yeah. He was there. And <laughs> so I'm sitting there with my 19-year-old boy and his buddy. Uh, uh, I call him number four because he's like my other kid, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm sitting next to this, you know, smoking hot little girl on the, the right-hand side. She's talking to me. And we're yelling at each other going, oh, God, this is great. I love the white Russians, you know. And <laughs> And, but she's with some guy. We go up to the bar. I'm going to buy her and her, her boy a drink because they were all, all fun and whatever. And the dude's standing there. He's a portly, you know, kind of blonde-haired, curly guy. And there he was. He was in a Hawaiian shirt, and he was hanging out. Man, he was the dude. The real <laughs> That's guy. so crazy. Incredible. So we got – she got pictures. It was her camera. <laughs> I, I noticed the dude so much. She had nice, you know – how should I say female protuberances? <laughs> <laughs> she was a real sweet kid. So if you're listening, you know, right? This is this is, I don't this is not Craigslist misconnections. I'm sorry, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Craigslist. I'm not looking at Craigslist. I'm looking at Alice's crack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you can get. Anything you want at Alice's restaurant. <laughs> to the moon. To the moon, Norton. Straight to the moon, Alice. Straight to the moon. <laughs> Why I ought to. That's no to the let's, let's hear one, right? let's hear a 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, I can't believe I got you speechless. You know, you do. I think that sometimes with a great one, because I'm a big Jackie Gleason fan, sometimes <laughs> you have to let them speak for themselves. <laughs> you guys ever watch Jackie Gleason? Oh, yeah. The show on cable? You ever catch it? The old stuff? It's been a while. Yeah. Do you watch Warner Brothers cartoons? Oh, yeah. I grew up on those. You know, uh, you know, crazy Guggenheimer? Oh, I don't know. Three or four. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Pete Puma? You know, <laughs> yeah. remember the, the, you remember that guy? who's uh, you know, I don't know, three or four. That oh, came wait. from Jackie Gleason show. Oh yeah, Jackie Gleason would come into this bar, and then the bartender would be polishing the top of the you know the the bar or whatever. And he'd go, you know, crazy. What's in the jukebox? Oh, I don't know. You know, these this song or that. You know, why don't you sing something for me, crazy? And then the guy would go into like a friggin' Jim Neighbors, just beautiful, smooth voice. He'd go from, oh, you know, I don't know, it's three or four, <laughs> to, you know, something like, you know, oh, I loved you so. You know, had one of those smooth voices, you know. And then he would go back to polishing the dinner, the bar or whatever. And he'd say, yeah, thanks, Craze. You know, brilliant stuff, man. The great one. The great one. Jackie Gleason raising my glass. Or my <laughs> standing up and raising my glass. <laughs> Blondie had a heart of glass. I have a glass. <laughs> oh. Have I bored you guys sufficiently yet? No. No, you have not. Well, you better bend over deeper, buddy, because I'm going to bore you deeper. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that smoking shit, boy. <laughs> it sounds like a smoke. You're smoking the right there. stuff. Don't smoke the left. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm not talking about the almonds where they have blue diamond and they say they're smoking them. <laughs>
Oh my goodness. Think about that, baby. I'm telling you. <laughs> that, that's good. <laughs> Dig for it. You got a mind for the hum. You know, you got you to replay the humor and then try and find the connections to see where it's all going, baby. <laughs> I may be burnt today, baby, but I am very funny. You know what I'm saying? Very funny. <laughs> Buy my T-shirts and feed a couple of kids. You know what I'm saying? Or you can feed a couple of kids a T-shirt. I can make it out of hemp and then really get them stoned out of the brain. <laughs> Amazing, wouldn't it? I mean, California marijuana laws are big these days, right? Those guys are selling the weed in Colorado too, right? Or is it Utah? Colorado. Oh, Colorado. I was gonna say, yeah, the Mormons haven't gotten into the dope smoking stuff yet, have they? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, John Smith, that that guy was really. <laughs> should have had a career writing for you know ah, sorry i had to hold it in there for a second you know should have written for i don't know you know i i thought about too because you know guys i'm on this show and i've done all this stuff and you look at my path or whatever this is not scott aggrandizing himself but i really have thought that i could have written better stuff for some of these these guys out there that are trying to write comedy for simpsons and stuff like that and you go lame dude What's the matter? Were you freaking that stoned? You know, literally, were people throwing rocks at you to rate funny stuff? Because that wasn't funny, you know. Right. <laughs> do Do you watch any of the uh, modern cartoons like Family Guy or oh, South yeah, Park? Of course, South that's Park. required viewing. That's required. Where's my money, man? Where's my money? <laughs> oh my god! Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Probably the funniest thing I've ever seen a Family Guy was that. That wait, wait a Cheetos second, guy snorting chopped up Cheetos or whatever. Oh my fucking god, Neil Pert, man! <laughs> Neil Pert, <laughs> yes. Remember that? The Cheetos. Somebody, you know, somebody, somebody. I had a girlfriend once here a few years ago that, uh, you know, she was going to fly down, and I was, I, I just gotten done watching the episode of Family Guy where they did the. Where's my money, man? You know, where's my money, man? Where's my money? Oh my God. Oh, Brian. You know, they beat the hell out of him, you know? So then I just got that, that little line stuck in my head. And so this girl, I bought her ticket to fly down. She's from Frisco. And I said, oh, you know, well, you come to LA, we'll spend a weekend together. We'll be groovy. But then, you know, when she got here, I was like, where's my money, man? Where's my money? Oh, and she was she didn't know what to make of it. I didn't get any. I didn't get any until I showed her the YouTube video. You know, right? <laughs> family Guy. See, it is. Family Guy almost ruined my sex life. <laughs> almost. 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 Not quite. You know. But then, <laughs> of course, you know uh, what the hell is going on here, Lois? What the hell is going on? I don't understand. What the. Hell Oh, but Brian, what's the matter? You know? <laughs> good, uh, Mick does a good old, uh, Consuela. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. You, oh. you, you, <laughs> make giggity, giggity. Sand, you make tuna sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> We're having the best here right now. You know what I'm yeah. Where's that mushroom? Oh my gosh, I'm losing it. I've been laughing so much, my voice is gone. 
Why is that musty? I see. I can't. I can't do Herbert anymore. He's so <laughs> hoarse here. <laughs> yes. Herbert. <laughs> Back to the horses again. Yes. <laughs> hey, uh, can you guys believe that Dave Letterman's finally freaking retiring? Can you believe that stuff? Uh, <laughs> man, he's been on forever. I didn't realize he's been on since the seventies. Uh, yeah, I'd say late seventies, whatnot. He was, you know, when I was going to college, living at that crazy place I told you about. That that was the guy to stay up and watch. That was yeah. because he was just so quirky. It was just, you know, yeah, great stuff. Was, I remember watching him when I, you know, I didn't watch a lot of late night stuff when I was younger, but uh, I remember I did catch. Well, him you better not. I mean, go get an education, you son of a. <laughs> Stop staying up and smoking crack, you. <laughs> 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 Stand up and smoke. Oh, that's okay. right. That's yeah, what all the kids are doing these days. This Jimmy Fallon kid is get crazy. That that guy is so talented. It's making me sick. Oh, I know. And doing all sorts of nut stuff every night. I'm like going, dude, you are the next wave. Crazy. <laughs> all skits and music and dudes unstoppable. And it looks like he's right. having fun. So that's the best part about it for me. And he's got the right attitude. He, he approaches it with a humble thing. Because you know what, guys? You're you. I'm me. We're just dudes, right? And for yeah. the girls listening, yeah, your chicks do. You know, okay, it's all good. But you're just people, man. Come on, you do a thing. My dad pushed a broom. You know, he's a custodian, man. You yeah. know, But he pushed education. I'm the first Marvin in my lineage to get a master's degree. Am I a great guy? No, I just happen to have done a lot of shit. Because you know <laughs> what? The thing you have to remember is that if you put your mind to it, guess what? Stuff happens, right? Right. As long as you bend over and you squeeze real hard, guess what? It happens. <laughs> right? And everybody does it. If you don't, well, then you're like my mom. She's got a constipation thing going right now. And that's all I hear about for about 10 minutes when I call. I've got to call my mother. Oh, oh, I can't believe. Where's my mother? Come on, Tim. Come on. <laughs> Come on, baby. I'm telling you. Yes. Oh, I've got to call my mother. <laughs> yeah. He, I'm, I'm talking about for 10 minutes about her constipation today. It was great. You know? <laughs> talking to his mom. You know? <laughs> it was a phone call, and, you know, and just go colon. Talked to her about Colin Powell. Or Colin Bowel, for that matter. Oh, no. Take a bowel. My mom's not technical because, you know, nobody I know listens. My family hates me, except for my mom. So it's all good. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's, that's some dead air right there. <laughs> I was waiting for you guys to catch the breath, dude. I know. <laughs> yeah, well, I know you are. <laughs> Uh, one heck of an evening. Yes, it has been, and I'm gonna. I am gonna have to uh, go ahead and drop here because I'm getting up early to drive my car and hopefully get it fixed again tomorrow morning. Was that right? Was it yeah. gonna reduce or something? You're know, gonna have more baby cars. You know, <laughs> yes. too much insurance to carry. Is that what it is? That's what it is. And plus, it's just so many strays now. If you don't do it right, so. Strays is opposed to the gays. Is that what you're oh. trying to say? You're trying to say something homo, homie? <laughs> no? What? No, we're going to offend a lot of people here, you know. Well, the joke was that the car's getting fixed. I don't want to have any 
you know, Bob Barker told us to spay and neuter everything. <laughs> I think he meant spray your carburetor, buddy. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he That's said. Okay. No, I know, fellas. You guys, you're in a different time zone than me, too, right? Yeah. 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 A couple, little, a couple hours ahead. But anyways, well, fellas, you know, thanks for for letting me uh, just kind of unwind with you. I look forward to that. So thanks. Absolutely, and we can't wait to release it and get people's reaction. I know they're gonna love this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that they they'd probably think they're gonna get like Bert and go. Yeah, I was gonna kick your ass. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I do. Me and Shirley, I'm gonna ram Shirley's barrel up your. When you think about it, and you're going. <laughs> That's probably what they're thinking, right? Oh my God, that's awesome! He's gonna shove it up in their. <laughs> that's awesome. And then they go, wait, but that's my ass. He's pissed at me, <laughs> right? You know, I pull the trigger. Ah, that joke's on them. Cause I'm shooting blanks. Oh, <laughs> come on, right? No, come on, seriously. Uh, <laughs> down, seriously. Come on. All right, all right, guys. You uh definitely throw fifty cents. That's Scott here in a couple in a month or two whenever he releases very punny. Yeah, I'd say probably later this year. We'll we'll try and do like 2015 calendars and stuff for a very punny. You know, watch that stuff. Spread the word because you know I'm going to give to charity. Okay, right. So and look, you can look try and make people laugh to overcome the bad stuff. Yep, it's Facebook and search Scott Charles Marvin, and he's friends yes, with please. Nick, so you, you should find a mutual like that. <laughs> what, so my red beard needs to dye his hair to be my buddy or what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. I don't get on Facebook that much. I need to be better about it. <laughs> well, you know, if it doesn't do a purpose in your life, don't don't forest stuff, you know. But if you get in there and you see some artwork you like, click around, but eventually I'll trans I'll, I'll transfer everything from Facebook artwork to, you know, like a charitable, you know, website where you can contribute and give. And honestly, I won't use it for me. It'll be for kids. That's all I'm oh, about, man. I'm definitely going to go check out the artwork. That sounds incredible. Yeah, it's uh, pretty it's, funny stuff. Weird shit. You know, come on, dude. Let's do, let's do Twizzlers up my nose. Come on, people. Go, That's not Bert. <laughs> I go, you know, you have no idea who Bert is, do you? You know, <laughs> Bert would do that to make Riley laugh. Come on. <laughs> All right, Gentlemen, Scott. I've appreciated you spending time and being very gracious um, uh, with me. I appreciate that because I, I just like to to put it out there for the show and for the kids and for you fellas too because I know you're doing your artistic thing too. So yeah, man, and we we just like to listen to you talk. I mean, shoot, very funny, informative, and uh, sincere. As odd as it was in your own way. <laughs> 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 Can you tell why I'm divorced? <laughs> not, but not out on the bad way. Just like you said, just dudes, man. Hey, the dude abides, man. Dude you know. abides. Remember, gentlemen, just take control of your bachelorhood. It's all good. And ladies, we respect the hell of you. As long as you're right over there, it's all good. <laughs> and by the way, I think that, you know, out of all the, the people I mentioned on the show, though, the one I just, I adore getting hugs from, and I do, you know, besides my Jenna McCombie and, you know, the sweet kids, whatever, but but my Shirley Jordan, you know, the one that plays Saul's mom. Total yes. doll. Total, dude, if you come to the show, beautiful little girl. She's, you know, of course, a little bit older than me, but I'm telling you, just like the heart of, like, Peter Pan's little buddy, you know, sweet kid. Sweet, sweet girl. <laughs> 
Yeah, we look forward to meeting her, and and we're going to line up an interview with her as well. Anything Rabbit can do, Bruno can do better. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you later, Scott. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks, man. We're fans. Thanks for listening to the We're Alive Fancast. If you would like to send feedback to the show, you can email us at we'realive at mickred.com, and we will read your mail on the show. We want to know what you think about We're Alive each week. Tweet us or email us your theories and reactions to that week's show. You can tweet us at, at WAFancast. Visit our website at mickred.com. Mick Red is always spelled M-I-C-K-R-E-D. You can find the We're Alive Fancast on Facebook. Just search We're Alive Fancast. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for letting us use his song Ghost Apocalypse in this podcast. This has been a Mick Red production. Close up my email so I don't get bing bings. Bing ding. So is that where I'm supposed to say shit? Guess I also screwed up the uh, technology. Oh, hell, so I'm with a couple of pros here. Great. <laughs> yes. This is Scott Charles Marvin, and you're listening to We're Alive Fancast. Perfect. Thank you. That's how we'll uh, we'll start the show off before our theme song or whatever comes on, just to make sure everybody well, knows. I can give you a little bit more. Do you want Do you want something different to choose from? Sure. Sure. Been around the block a couple of times before the show. I had to walk, and you know, I got to. <laughs> yeah, well, holy hell this is scott charles marvin and you're talking on me <laughs> way to go way to go mick <laughs> what, did I, what did i do oh i talked on him whoops <laughs>